All right. Welcome back to another great episode of the Dan on Top Show. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have in the studio remotely, somebody with a cool last name, that's for sure, Rafael Cayasso. Did I say that right? Yep. You got it down, man. Yeah. So we've got Rafael here. I've been practicing. You and I practiced backstage there for a few minutes. That's That's the truth. So before we get into everything we're going to go through today, I want you to tell people who this Coyasso guy is. So tell the world, who is Rafael Coyasso? Well, thank you, Dan, for first off for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And I mean, I'm, I'm honored to be here. As far as my background's concerned, so I am a former engineer. Oh, I studied engineering in college, uh, got into the software space as a software implementation consultant for a large multinational corporation that implemented software systems for government agencies. I did that for about five years and traveled around the United States and abroad, and then over made it over to Louisville, Kentucky, uh, which was a uh, we were on a big project down here for the tax implementation. Transitioned over to commercial real estate back in mid 2019, and I've been in it ever since in the brokerage side and uh, starting to get into the investment in as well. So that's kind of a quick overview of me on the brokerage end. I've been specializing primarily in retail, but I've also done you know we're at a boutique brokerage, so I've done deals in variety of different property types. So. Okay, so basically what I'm hearing is recovering corporate guy. Recovering corporate guy, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah and engineer As, too. I mean. Listen, it, it gets easier. I've, I've been there. I'm, I'm also a recovering corporate guy. And I'll tell you, life is much better when you recover from corporate America. And I'm really happy to hear that that's how, what you're doing. So tell us how you made that transition from the, the corporate America, right? Because corporate America, that's a guarantee, right? A guarantee. It's a mm-hmm. promise. It's a pension. It's a, it's a this tax, a that tax. It is what it is, right? But that's a whole mentality in society. So you went against that mentality and you started doing yeah. something on your own. Tell us about that transition, Mr. Coyasso. Yeah, and and, and it, it's a it's it's a mindset shift, like you like you're yeah. mentioning, really. And 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 it's it started for me back when I was in college. Uh, one of my good friends and myself, we started a catering company, a pasta catering company. I'm half Italian mm-hmm. myself, so that's kind okay. of was the route to to start the business. And so I've always been kind of somewhat entrepreneurial. Uh, and around the time I moved over to Louisville. Uh, the, the job that I had before was very transitory. I was moving every other year and I knew long-term if I wanted to do something entrepreneurial, it's very difficult to build out a, a solid network and really be able to grow a business if you're moving every other year. And so I already had that in my mindset to be able to transition as far as transitioning into, you know, a sales role, which is what, what what I'm, what I'm in right now. I mean, my mom is a pretty successful residential agent in in Arizona. And so that was kind of the the onus to consider it as an option. I knew that, you know, real estate was a very unique opportunity to be able to, you know, grow wealth and everything else. And so when I started looking at the residential space, it just didn't really mesh with what my personality type was, nor what I thought I would wanted to do long term. But then I ultimately found commercial real estate. And I think it's just a great fit for my personality. How did you find it? How'd I find it? Well, yeah. through through the research, you know, because again, was I, I, I was exposed. Go ahead. It wasn't through CRE Pro Course, was it? It was not, but you know, okay. I, I actually saw you. I saw you. Uh, um, I saw you utilize you. You advertise that several times, and I think it's a phenomenal thing that you're doing. It is. Uh, it's it really phenomenal. is important to be able to help uh, people uh, in the business, especially the first couple of years, because it is a brutal business, as you know. That's right. Why is that so important? Why is that course such an important necessity for? for the next generation of guys like you and I? Well, because unless you have a, a, a framework off which to go on when you're when you're getting in the business, I mean, you're kind of lost into what you need to do. I mean, for me, it was just kind of a scattershot approach to be able to grow my business. And, you know, it, it was a lot of cold calling and it was a lot of just not even knowing what to say. So it was one of those things where if you're not 
consistent about learning and, and becoming a better individual in the in the business, it, it, I mean, you may wash out early on. And so that's the biggest thing, I would say, especially getting mentorship and, and having courses such as yours to be able to help people. Uh, again, that's that's, in my opinion, imperative, especially yeah. early on in your career. No doubt, because like it's you know we're in an exponential industry. Every year, you should be making exponentially more money than the year before. And if you ever get anything that gets caught in that system, it throws it off. And if in the beginning I can get you to a hundred thousand instead of fifty thousand, that's huge. Because in year two, the fifty thousand dollar person probably won't be there. And if they are there, maybe they're at seventy five or a hundred. But the hundred person is at three fifty. So if we can get you into the the hundred three fifty million track quicker. You could do that, or you could stay at the 50, 75, maybe 100, 125, 150, 200, you know, all the way up there. Just make life easier. Give them, you know, give them the, the vitamins when they're children. <laughs> no, 100%. No, I agree with you. And, and again, it, it speaks to the personal development route because those individuals who are investing in that type of, uh, you know, mentorship and engagement are a different caliber of individual as well. So I would I would encourage people. Would you say that are. you'd sooner hire somebody that was a graduate of the CRE Pro course than somebody who wasn't? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I would definitely. I mean and 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 just committed to personal development in general too. I mean, if if they are if they're committed to being the best in their industry, I want to surround myself with those people. That's such that's so well said, right? The people that are also interested in this show would be interested in you, right? The people that are also interested in learning about commercial real estate are interested in other people who are interested in learning about it. That's why we have that community, the CRE Pro community. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. So, so what what other things do you glean from that? I mean, what's your takeaway from that? Well, I think I think the biggest takeaway really is that, you know, being deliberate about your daily tasks and, and getting and clarifying what your goals are on a day-to-day basis. Because again, it's very easy, especially when you're transitioning away from corporate America to just get you know, lost in, in translation because you yeah. no longer are you're responsible for your own actions and you're responsible for for defining what a success means right. in your life. So that's that's I think what, you know, this type of program could clarify that for individuals, yeah. particularly those who are transitioning into a new career. So and what do they need at that moment? What's their biggest need? The biggest need is, is again, that it's all mindset, right? Yeah. It's, it's all about creating a structure such that, you know, you, you follow this path and you've got success, you know? So, and, and that, at least that's how I operate too. If I have a plan of attack and I know exactly where I need to get to, I, I'm going to put my head down and go there, you know? And especially, okay. I mean, it's part of a personality type too. I, I feel like those who are successful in the commercial real estate space kind of already have that competitive edge and they okay. want to be successful. Are you very analytical? You need a direction. Would you say you're very analytical? Oh, yeah, I'm an engineer. There you go. Right. Recovering engineer. I remember that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You're getting away from the architecture. For me, I love buildings. Like I, when, I'm, when I have nothing to do all day, I, I would prefer to build. Play music, build, make TV shows, that kind of stuff. And, and you're like, I want to get away from that technical, analytical, like boom, boom, boom. Or maybe you just want to get away from corporate America, which I can understand either way. So when you're running that in that direction, you've got a lot of passion because you're like, I need to change something. And then you, you yeah. jumped into it in a different way. So what would you say is, is your expertise? Like what's your hidden talent? My hidden talent? Uh, being able to break things down that are very complicated in a very simple format. Uh, and I think that my goal really in the industry is to, to, to simplify things for people because, I don't know, obviously your show is phenomenal and there's other leaders within the industry that are doing this, but it's definitely not nearly as, as, as known about the industry as what I'm mentioning as maybe a residential setting. So, you know, we need leaders within the industry, mm, the commercial real estate industry, to break things down for people so that ah. more people are find, find interest in, in pursuing it as a career because I think it's a phenomenal career opportunity. But had I not, you know, 
had some real estate experience through, through my mom and then networking with people mm. within the industry, I would never have gotten into it. And That's I never would have thought it was a career option, you know? So, so for you, there was a moment when you kind of like your eyes were open. You're like, whoa, I didn't know this existed. And then the immediate afterthought is, and why doesn't anybody else know? Like, what is the real deal? And then you get in and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then by like year two or year three, you see like other people get in. And then you're like, why isn't everyone in this? And then people start coming up to you and they're like, hey, Dan, why isn't everyone in this? And, it, and I think the real answer is what you just said, because there's not an awareness of what it is. Mm-hmm. 100%. And if, and if you're not in it already, you don't know. So, you know, I know a lot of the people that are in, in our local market, and I'm sure it's the way it is across the nation, is that it's like a family business. People, you know, their, their grandparents were in it. Their parents were in it, et cetera. And that's obviously a natural progression into you doing it yourself. But when you don't really have someone who has ever been in the industry and I, and it's, it's not like we're advertising that, you know, it's not, it's not an industry where we advertise, you know, job opportunities for the most part, unless you're like at a CBRE or some of these other larger corporations as well. You know, it's not really something that's regularly talked about. You don't really see it at, when you go to like job fairs or whatever else. And so I think it's important for us as leaders within the industry to be able to convey messages to people and, and understand, tell people about the fact that this career is a phenomenal opportunity. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're absolutely right about that. That's just goes to show how, how like-minded we are on that topic. Just cause I I'm curious. Um, are you into cars as well? Am I into cars? Uh, yes. So I was actually a mechanical engineer to start off with, and really? the reason I the reason I switched how old? was thirty. Just turned thirty. So you don't like you don't remember the Gen One Vipers? You just don't. You're too young. No, I don't. No. Gen Twos, no. Gen Fives. No. I, so so I'm actually not. I mean, I understand how. I mean, I, I was I was with it. I was I was studying engines and that sort of thing, but that yeah, wasn't yeah. really my passion, you know. So oh, I'm wow, not that's necessarily weird. the biggest car guy in the world. Very what weird. I am fan of is technology okay i'm a big tech guy so do you use a lot of tech in your cre oh yeah tell me some examples of the tech you use uh well i mean a lot of a lot of it is just automating things right so i I utilize you know you know obviously a great crm i which crm pipe pipe drive it's not specifically related to to cre but it's been super helpful for me uh, and what i've been doing obviously with the podcasting format we we utilize anchor to to distribute our podcast i'm big i'm big on youtube and you know, uh, outsourcing a lot of the work that, that I do. That's on smart. The standpoint. How so, long have you been you know, outsourcing I, that type of stuff? Since the beginning, really. I mean, and I, the beginning was I'm 2019. Not, an, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you, Since, you probably well, took no, off I quick. No, no, I, I didn't. I, I started doing it in 2020. So that's really when, you know, mid 2020 is when I started the podcast. Okay. And then obviously the YouTube channel, a lot of that is just me throwing up a phone and, and recording myself yeah. doing it and uploading it. So it's it's not a lot of editing, but the editing piece probably started mid twenty twenty. Okay, and where like where would you say right now is your big like biggest place of growth? Like what are you and where are you finding the most return on your investment? Return on investment, uh, I would say getting to the point now where I'm hiring a VA, so yeah. outsourcing some of the administrative tasks so that I can get do do my highest and best use, which is developing. Now, business. do you have so, any any in person assistance? No, not yet. It's all Why virtual. Not? I. I just haven't. I, I've been. I'm starting off with a virtual assistant, and then looking to potentially do an in person in the near future. So, what's holding so, you back from doing both of those things now? That's a good question. I haven't really I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I don't know. That that's that's a great question. I think I think part of it is me getting to the point where I even hi- considering hiring a VA was a big mindset shift for me, and that happened just the last you know several months. And so yeah, you know, now that I'm doing that. 
you know, I think I think it, it, it just in the near future the, the second piece is going to fall into place as well. So, you know, again, I think I think it started off with me just being, you know, it, wanting to be in control of everything, which I realize I cannot be in control of everything. You start getting overwhelmed, and it's just not. But you know, a you're, you're still trying to be though. You're still trying to be in control of it, right? Yeah. You don't have to. Sure. What if? Let me tell you something real quick. Side sure. note. No, I'm, I'm, I'm please. Can I tell you a story? Yes. Okay, once upon a time, there was a guy named Adam, and he was a good friend of mine. We went to college together. We got into Oakland University. We got into fraternity together. We became boys, like best boys. Love this guy. Very dark kid, but great kid. Very smart. One of the smartest guys I know. Very interesting family. Loved loved everybody in there. Very interesting. So he um, actually was traveling by train, and he was on his train for days and days, and he came back. And after he got off the train, he told me that when he was on the train, it was just going for days and days and days. And he's just like, wow, this is so miserable and boring. And then all of a sudden, they pulled into a station with all the rail cars, right? You know, rail cars, they get graffitied a lot, right? So I love the way rail graffiti looks. I think it's beautiful artwork. In fact, I'm going to, you know, my studio in my basement, I want to put some graffiti on it. I love it. I just love it. That is my style, okay? So when he told me the story, I was like listening, and he said that uh, that when he pulled into the yard, there was a train car that was a vacant train car, and it had graffiti all over it. And you know what it said on it? He said this message that was on the train car changed his life. You know what it said? No. It said, make today that day. So Adam came back to college. He told me about that story. And that forever changed my life because I realized that today could be that day. If today's the day to hire a virtual assistant and an in-person assistant, then I'm going to make today that day. If it isn't, it isn't. But with that attitude, man, I'm telling you, you will take off. You already got what it takes. You're already smart. You're already a hustler. You already talk well. Take what you got. Next level it. But make today that day. Great advice, man. I really appreciate that. No, and 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 I'm already I'm taking the I'm taking the step as far as the the, the virtual assistant is concerned, and I'm and I'm 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 looking forward to engaging with you over time too. I mean, it really is uh, going to be a value. Yeah, no doubt. Whatever we can do to help. So let's turn the tables. You got a mic too. Ask me some questions. Is there anything you want to know from Dan on top? Yeah, I'd love to actually. I mean, I think the big thing I'd love to learn from you is, you know, your ability to scale as much as you have. And obviously that that piece has been kind of answered with what you just said, but I'm kind of curious as to, you know, some of the things you did just getting started because I'm about two years into the in a career now. I've definitely had some significant increases as far as, you know, what I've made in the first year versus second. So I just want to kind of curious about what you what your experience was. Yeah, entheogenics for sure. That's yeah. been, been oh, impactful for sure. Uh, um, gen, you, I'm sorry, Gen X? Uh, no, close. Entheogenics. Oh, theo. What's that? No, not theogenics. That sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like theology, genics. Um, no, uh, and it's yeah. You'll look it up after the show. But um, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you more about that offline. But basically, um, entheogenics is a very interesting uh, field that I think people should look into today. It's very helpful. So things like that help. Um, scaling things out help. The biggest thing is the mindset. I recognize that. If I want a million dollars, then I just have to think that I deserve a million dollars and feel the million dollars and and dream about it and talk about it and act as if I already have it because it's already mine. That's fate. If I want to be a billionaire, it's the same thing. It's just a different letter. Okay. By the way, I just got the two-minute warning. They have a new two-minute warning here at NRM where this guy, Andy, let's go, Andy. He's doing good. He actually chirps in my ear and says, two minutes, less than two minutes remaining. I love it. Do you like that? Is it, isn't it cool? 
He does not think me? it's oh, cool. Oh, I think yeah. you were talking to me. I thought you were talking yeah. to the, no, the other. Not no, not Andy's gone. No, yeah, of course. No, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, it keeps you on, on pace, too. Now, do so you hear you the two-minute warning, too? I do not. Oh, no. we will it's, have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fun. good. So so that's, so that's so, so having a support staff that whispers things in your ear to make you laugh when you're on, on the air, that helps. Uh-huh. Like That's a good example. I, I Andy's in the Philippines. <laughs> say Andy's in the Philippines right now. He's getting paid seven dollars an hour, but that's not true. He's actually in the sound booth back there. But um, the point is, is good support staff, having a smile, having fun, being honest. Like the more I'm honest, the better life gets. <laughs> Andy just whispered it in my ear. A one, a one minute warning. <laughs> And I don't know how to finish the show other than to say that I'm going to stop talking because they're going to say things in my ear to make me laugh. So, you know, it's been really fun. We got about 45 seconds left on the show. Do you want to close with any words of wisdom or gratitude or whatever? No, I mean, I, again, I just th- I'm, I'm thankful to be here. And, you know, I, I think for those who are wanting to get in the industry, do it. Just pull the trigger. And, you know, at it, it first, you know, it's going to be tough, but it's worth it in the long run. So. Uh, that those would be my words of wisdom. Fifteen seconds. Do you have any words of wisdom you like to share briefly? You, you still have twelve seconds left. Oh, do I have to keep going? Oh, yeah. wow. No, I mean, just yeah. I mean, I think I think it's a great uh, it's a great uh, time. So it's a great it time to make today that day. Hey, exactly. Rafael, it's been so good having you on the show, man. I appreciate you being here, man. I really do appreciate the, the opportunity. Yeah, do you know how to dance or just me? Salsa. I know how to salsa dance. Do it. Do it up, baby. I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host of the Dan on Top Show. That's Rafael. You do the last name this time. Coyasso. Coyasso. And this has been another great episode of the Dan on Top Show. Go to our website, danontop.com. Leave us some love. Share this with your friends, your family members, anyone, your mailman. I don't care. And make sure that you tell us what we can do to add more value to you. Thank you so much for tuning in this time.